This is Dave Burnett. I want to welcome you to today's God's Family Plan podcast. The title of this podcast is Recognizing the Times and Seasons. To begin, I want to read 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 from the Amplified Bible. Verse 1 says, These are the ones who came to David at Ziklag, while he still concealed himself from Saul, the son of Kish. They were among the courageous men who helped him in the battle. As we drop down to verse 32, we find one particular group that joined themselves to David and his troop. Of the tribe of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do, 200 chiefs and all their relatives were at their command. One of the battle assets that David and his mighty men possessed was a group of men from the tribe of Issachar that understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Now next, I want to read from Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 3, also from the Amplified Bible. Now the Pharisees and Sadducees came up testing Jesus to get something to use against him. They asked him to show them a sign from heaven which would support his divine authority. But he replied to them, When it's evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and has a threatening look. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but cannot interpret the signs of the times. Notice the sons of Issachar could interpret the times, but these scribes and Pharisees could not. From looking at Jesus' words in this passage, it would appear that he was not altogether pleased that these Sadducees and Pharisees could not interpret the signs of the times. So the question I ask today is, how can we know the signs of the times? How can we discern the times and understand what to do in this present modern era? Well, first of all, studying God's Word will give us wisdom and understanding. I want to read Psalms 119, verses 97 through 100, and then verses 104 and 105. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for your words are always with me. I have better understanding and deeper insight than all my teachers because of your word. For your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged who have not observed your precepts because I have observed and kept your precepts. Now reading from 104 and 105. From your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Reading, learning, and obeying God's word is foundational to understanding the times and the seasons. God's will never violates his word. In the stories and parables of the Bible, God will reveal patterns and types that produce an understanding of modern times that are similar or parallel to these biblical accounts. These serve to instruct our faith and enlighten our understanding of what is happening in this season that might be common to or have a parallel to a similar season in biblical history. We can see how God dealt with his covenant people during a particular time of trial, testing, or sin. We can see how they responded to both God and their circumstances, and we can begin to learn what worked for them. 
We can also see Satan's strategies and how he attacked God's people in past seasons. When we get a biblical understanding of how Satan worked in the times of the Bible, we can begin to see his strategies for this time and season as he repeats them in generation after generation. We can also read the words of the prophets in Scripture as they describe future events, Satan's plots and his plans, as well as heaven's ultimate triumph against those plots and plans. Another way to begin to get a handle on the signs of the times is to go to our Heavenly Father in prayer, asking Him for insight, wisdom, and understanding. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 in the Amplified Bible tells us, The reverent fear of the Lord, that is, worshiping Him and regarding Him as truly awesome, is the beginning and the preeminent part of wisdom, its starting point and its essence. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding and spiritual insight. We need to know God so well that we see His awesomeness. If we approach Him in sincerity of heart and pure motives, He will not treat us harshly or with anger. In Psalm 51, verse 17, David tells us that God will not reject a broken and repentant heart. James chapter 1, verse 5, in the voice version, says it this way, If you don't have all the wisdom needed for this journey, then all you have to do is ask God for it, and God will grant all that you need. He gives lavishly and never scolds you for asking. And it follows that just as the prophets of old were able to prophesy regarding the coming times and seasons, the spiritual gift of prophecy in the New Testament offers the followers of Christ an opportunity to experience this spiritual understanding and insight. I want to read a few scriptures regarding the gift of prophecy as it applies to you and me today as New Testament followers of Jesus. Let's begin with 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 in the Amplified Bible. Now remember, Paul has just finished the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, the love chapter. Chapter 14 begins with, Pursue this love with eagerness, make it your goal. Yet earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts to be used by believers for the benefit of the church, but especially that you may prophesy to foretell the future, to speak a new message from God to the people. I also want to read the footnote on this verse from the Amplified Bible. In both the Old and New Testaments, prophets are divinely inspired to foretell the future in the process of delivering God's word to the people. Paul is saying to the Corinthians that all gifts are worthy and necessary, but that they should give the gift of prophecy the highest priority. 1 Thessalonians 5.20 in the Amplified reads, Do not scorn or reject gifts of prophecy or prophecies, spoken revelations, words of instruction, or exhortation, or warning. The words of the Apostle John in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10 in the Amplified reads this way, Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he stopped me and said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers and sisters who have and hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God alone. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. His life and teaching are the heart of prophecy. Next, I'd like to share some prophetic insight that has been especially meaningful to me personally in prophetically discerning the times and seasons. 
Since the summer of 2014, Kathy and I have gathered with the Prophetic House at Glory of Zion International Ministries in Corinth, Texas. Prior to that, we would worship with Glory of Zion online and attend various special gatherings, even before Glory of Zion moved from Denton to Corinth. One of the things we learned over the years of listening and learning is that the calendar, especially the Hebrew calendar, is a prophetic key to understanding the times and seasons. This is the calendar God used in his interactions with Israel in the Old Testament, and it was a calendar that Jesus and his followers observed. Jesus and his disciples found themselves in a world of two calendars, the Hebrew calendar and the calendar of Rome. This was sort of one of those render unto Caesar those things that are Caesar's and render unto God those things that are God's kind of thing. I would like to point out that I'm not a Hebrew scholar. Much of what I share with you here has been gleaned from the teaching ministry of Glory of Zion and from the online tools available at HebrewForChristians.com. That's Hebrew, the number four, Christians.com. I would recommend that you become familiar with this site by looking up the words I'm about to share. The site search feature could be useful for that. To understand the Hebrew calendar, a very elementary understanding of the Hebrew alphabet is helpful. In the Hebrew alphabet, the letters have meaning. The letters are pictographs. The letters also have numeric value. Dates on the Hebrew calendar are composed of these alphanumeric pictographs. For instance, in the fall of 2019, we saw the beginning of the new year 5780 on the Hebrew calendar. And it was also the beginning of the decade of the 80s. So what does this mean? The number 80 in Hebrew is represented by the letter Pei, or P-E-Y. That's something you can type into the search box on HebrewForChristians.com. Pay is a pictograph of a mouth, and by implication, pay also includes speech and breath. One of the unique aspects of pay is that if you looked at this letter as a photographic negative, the blank space in the interior of the letter forms another Hebrew letter, the letter Bet, or B-E-T. Bait is a pictograph of a house and has the numerical value of two. We find a relationship between pay and bait. The mouth and the house or household in the year 5780 and the entire decade of the 80s. Think about it. What happened in 5780, the period from the fall of 2019 throughout 2020? We were told to wear masks and stay home because of a pandemic that affects the breath. We also saw the release of an attack on free speech by the mainstream media, liberal politicians, and social media. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, Daniel had a vision that Satan, through an earthly emissary, would try to change times and laws and persecute, literally try to wear out the saints. Any of this sounding vaguely familiar? The calendar not only helps us understand the plan of God for the time or season, but to also understand where Satan's attack may be aimed. But even if you go to the Roman or modern calendar used in the Western world today, January 1st, 2020 began a new decade, the decade of the 20s. 
In Hebrew, 20 is represented by the letter Kaf, spelled K-A-F. Kaf is a pictograph of the palm of the hand, the part of the hand used to lay on a person's head and impart blessing. An example of this would be found in Genesis chapter 48 in the story of Jacob's blessing on Ephraim and Manasseh, Joseph's sons. The decade of the 20s is intended to be a time to impart blessing, but again we saw COVID-19 along with social, economic, and political upheaval as the decade of the 20s began. From a prophetic perspective, as the Hebrew and Roman calendars overlap, we see the release of a promise to God's covenant people, a decade of the mouth, the hidden house, and the hand of blessing. But like Israel of old, this promised land has some giants in it that need to be brought down. Now let's move to this present year. September 18, 2020, at sundown, began the Hebrew year of 5781. We're still in the decade of the 80s, the mouth and the hidden house, but we have moved into the year of 81. One in Hebrew is Aleph, A-L-E-P-H. Aleph is a pictograph of an ox and implies strength. Hebrew for Christians tells us that the first word of the Ten Commandments is Aleph. Aleph is considered to be the father of the Hebrew alphabet. It is not ironic that Abba, meaning father or daddy, is an Aleph word. Notice the Hebrew year 5781 and the Roman year 2020 are both Aleph years. Prophetically, I'm hearing that this Aleph year is an Abba father year. This is a year to rest in the promise of Romans 8, 14 through 16. Again, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. For all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you've not received a spirit of slavery leading again to fear of God's judgment, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, the spirit producing sonship by which we joyfully cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit, assuring us that we believers are children of God. I also want to read Galatians 4, verses 4 through 6 in the Amplified. But when in God's plan the proper time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the regulations of the law, so that he might redeem and liberate those who were under the law, that we who believe might be adopted as sons, as God's children with all rights as fully grown members of a family. And because you really are his sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. I believe that 5781 and 2021 is the year of our father, a time to draw near to him and understand him better, to receive his love and mercy as the antidote for all the trouble and craziness we're experiencing as Satan rebels against God's plan for this season. Now, you draw closer to the Father by drawing close to Jesus. John 14, 6 tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that he is the only way to the Father. In John 14, 9, Jesus said, He who has seen me has seen the Father's. Read God's word and ask Holy Spirit to draw you deeper 
into Father's presence through the atoning, restoring grace of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus has qualified us to enter Father's presence with joy and thanksgiving in our hearts. I also believe that Malachi 4 verses 5 through 6 has meaning for this time. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Behold, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, a reconciliation produced by repentance so that I will not come and strike the land with a curse of complete destruction. This is a time to rid ourselves of any bitterness or resentment we may have been holding toward our earthly father. Ask God to search your heart and try you to see if there's any wicked way within you regarding your attitudes towards your father or your mother for that matter. The reconciliation of parent-child relationships is an imperative to our relationship with Heavenly Father. According to Ephesians 6.2, to honor your father and your mother is the first commandment with a promise. Exodus 20 verse 12 in the voice translation tells us, you are to honor your father and mother. If you do, you and your children will live long and well in the land the eternal your God has promised to give you. In the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus taught us to pray to our Heavenly Father. Verse 12 of Matthew 6 in the Amplified reads, And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors, letting go of both the wrong and the resentment. Verses 14 and 15 following the Lord's Prayer read, For if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God, then your Father will not forgive your trespasses. Drawing closer to your Heavenly Father requires that you forgive your earthly parents. You don't have to remain in an abusive or dangerous situation, but you can also not afford to harbor any root of bitterness that would defile your relationship and fellowship with Abba Father and your relationships with others you may care for deeply. So what about this time and season in history? Like the words of Mordecai in Esther chapter 4 verse 14, who knows whether you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Exodus chapter 10 tells the story of what I call the Passover prequel, the last plague before the Passover. It was the plague of darkness. In the Amplified Bible, Exodus 10.23 reads, The Egyptians could not see one another, nor did anyone leave his place for three days, but all the Israelites had supernatural light in their dwellings. I believe in this season of darkness in the world, it is time for you and your household to shine. As I try to wrap this up, think about the natural realm, the business world, our everyday experiences in the marketplace. Farmers have to be able to discern the seasons to know when to plow, plant, and harvest. Retailers have to know the seasons to know what goods to offer to their customers and when. There are sports seasons, back-to-school season, hunting season, hurricane season. Ecclesiastes 3.1 in the New King James Version says it this way, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Read and study God's Word. 
Seek the impartation of godly wisdom that comes from walking in the presence of Heavenly Father. Ask Him for the spiritual gift of prophecy. Let the calendar, both the Hebrew calendar and the Roman calendar, inform your faith. Rid yourself of all of the bitterness of unforgiveness. Especially do not hold on to bitterness toward your earthly father and mother. Hebrews 6.12 advises us to imitate those who by faith and patience inherit the promises. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 in the New King James Version tells us, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen to how the prophet Elijah received revelation from God. The story is found in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 13, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Then he, that is God, said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Like Elijah, we need to learn to recognize the still, small voice of the Lord. Our revelation and understanding of the times and seasons may not come as a sensational event. Over the ages, God has spoken to many through the still, small voice of the inward witness of Holy Spirit. Listen for the Master's voice. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can post them on the God's Family Plan Facebook page. Our book, God's Family Plan, Establishing Generational Blessing, is available on Amazon. Until next time, Kathy and I bless you and your household and pray that whatever your situation or circumstance, that you will know God's peace, his protection, and his provision for this time and this season. In Jesus' name, amen.